0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد يحيي ويميت وهو على كل شيء قدير ونحمد الله على نعمه الاسلام المسجاه ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شياطين الانس والجن ومن نفس الاماره بالسوء ونعوذ به مما عملنا من سيء ما من، فإنه حق من يهدي الله فهو المهتد، ومن يضلله فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا. ونصلي ونسلم ونبارك على محمد الناب النبي الخاتم الأمين. وعلى أهل بيته الطيبين الميامين وعلى أصحابه وإدباعه ومن اتبعه بعد ذلك بإحسان إلى يوم الدين شهر رمضان شهر رمضان الذي انزل فيه القران للناس من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر We start in the name of Allah the most glorious the eternal the Omnipotent, the one and only, the beginning and the end. And we acknowledge and attest to the oneness of the maker of of all of the universe. And we pray for peace and blessings upon Muhammad, the prophet, and upon his progeny and his family and his companions and his successors and the successors of the successors within each generation that had followed him in righteousness until the final day we start on the occasion of Ramadan by hearkening back to the cornerstone, the cornerstone of our identity as Muslims, and the cornerstone of our foundations as moral-thinking human beings. A human being has been honored by Allah as the successor, the Khalifa. And humanity as a whole our khulafa'ullah, are the successors of Allah on earth and in the material world. And Allah has made us the successors in this world. Not so that we can live as animals, consuming and satisfying our urges and whims. There are so many human beings that live and die as if animals, having done nothing throughout their existence but consume from the blessings that Allah has provided without ever acknowledging their mission on this existence and in this plane. And when they meet Allah, they meet Allah with having done little more than their track record of consumption and indulgence. We pray to Allah that we are not among those. And that we understand that consumption is but a means to an end. And the end is that we have a very serious obligation to discharge an obligation that has been given to us as a result of our covenant with the divine maker of the universe. That covenant is known in Quranic language as the covenant of istikhlaf. We become the khulafa, the caliphs, collectively on God's earth. And then the Quran has a whole moral set of instructions. It has an instruction book of morality that guides us as to how we discharge that covenant while we live on Earth. And how we avoid becoming nothing more than consuming animals, like cattle or any of the other beings that God has created to consume and then die. That moral code that is contained and encoded within the Quran and that is, our, the, that is why the Qur'an is our lightning rod in the darkness. That is why the Qur'an is the instruction book in a vast wasteland. That is why the Qur'an is the music of our ears and the light of our hearts and the beat of our intellects. That is why the Muslim Ummah, when it is lost, then know it has first lost its relationship with its holy book. And when the Muslim Ummah is found, then know that its relation with its holy book is intimate and sincere. And in that relationship of the moral code that Allah has placed in the Quran commands us to a course of action. Not a course of inaction, a course of action. Not a life of indolence, but a life of vibrancy not a life of indulgence but a life of azimah or determination and the purpose of this action is ta'mir al-ard to civilize the land and to come to know one another as people and tribes and to supplicate Allah and raise Allah's remembrance mirroring what all creation does when it supplicates Allah. Everything that you see in nature is in a constant state of and remembrance. So the month of Ramadan, and what I want to pay attention to is some of the code, the Quranic code, that tells us volumes about the month of Ramadan and why the month of Ramadan and why the azimah, why the determination and course of action that we Muslims are commanded and expected to take during the month of Ramadan. the months of Ramadan as the Quran says in Surah Al-Baqarah 85, the months that Allah has blessed with the beginning of the revelation of the Quran and in some reports although that report talks about or what is unknown and unwitnessed to us that Allah, uh, that Allah decreed the Quran or sent the Quran to uh, the higher heavens to be rele- revealed in part or in segments by an angel, Jibreel to the Prophet but I don't want to get into these reports and discussion of these reports, but what everyone agrees on is that the month of Ramadan was blessed and honored by Allah, which was a month known to the Arabs before Islam. It was known as the month of Ramda. But that month, what everyone agrees on was the beginning of the Quranic revelation blessed by a most momentous occasion. Now the Quran, Allah describes the Quran itself as a book of Hudah, guidance. Something that if you adhere to, it will surely guide you. And the Furqan, the book that can distinguish between what is truth and untruth, what is good and what is bad, between khayr and between al haq and baatil and khayr and and between what is beautiful, what is hasan, and what is qabih and what is not beautiful. At a minimum, the Furqan. Distinguishes between and Khair wal Batal wal wal and wal Husn between what is true and untrue, between what is good and not good, and between what is beautiful and not beautiful. In this, there are clear bayinat is a methodology of guidance and illumination to humanity. Then Allah tells us, so those of you speaking to Muslims who meet the qualifications and requirements for fasting, fast Ramadan. As numerous Quranic commentators have pointed out throughout Islamic history, the indication or the correlation between the act of fasting, the discipline of fasting, and the type of moral character necessary so that you can receive the guidance of the Quran as huda, as guidance, and as furqan, as a differentiator between what is bad and what is good, is served by the very practice and deliberate perseverance of siyam, of fasting. Now, fasting is not simply abstaining from food and drink, as I'm sure all of us know. But it is not also only so that you can abstain from food and drink so you can sympathize with the needy or the disempowered. Yes, that is one of its purposes. And that is why one of the best acts during the months of Ramadan is to give generously of your material power. However, fasting has an even more fundamental and deeper meaning. And that, it reminds you of your dependence of on Allah that as the Quran puts it in surah faatir ya yuhannas antumul fuqara' antumul fuqara'u will Allah that you human beings you are the one in a state of poverty, without Allah. Al-fuqara illallah is you are needy towards Allah, but that need is so serious that without it, it's as if you are missing the very basic elements for existence as upright, human beings that enjoy their humanity. Well, how so? When a human being has their stomach full and their needs met, so often human beings forget that they are not simply material entities but that they are celestial entities. Often, when we live in the world of material things and we have our our needs met, our brain itself is clouded by that sense of sufficiency, so, so much so, that we forget our faqr ila Allah, that we forget our neediness towards the divine. That is why the richest are often the ones who indulge the most and eventually become the most impious. It is because, in direct correlation to a person's indulgences, is the risk to their spiritual side of the equation. So psalm, fasting, reminds us of a very basic relationship that all human beings can be divided into two types. All humanity can be divided into two types. Those who realize and recognize their need for the Lord, those who are fuqara'a lillah, and they recognize it, and those who are in a state of denial when it comes to their faqr lillah, they think that they can subsist and exist without the Lord. Now, of course, from the Quranic outlook, outlook, If you do not recognise your dependence and need to Allah, you are delusional. So delusional that it will be easy for Shayatin al Insuajinn to attract you to all types of things. You haven't learned the art of self discipline. Look at our world today with all its enticements and all its dangerous pitfalls. Look at how much risk you and your children and me are at every time we turn on a computer. Look at all the risks every time we interact with anything in the financial world. If you don't have the internal discipline of recognizing that your course of action is not defined simply by the impulses of your need, then you are at risk to be to be as if those who are possessed by a demonic force thrusting back and forth purposely but ultimately without an anchor, immoral anchor in the world. This is why in Surah Al-Baqarah right after Allah reminds us that this is the month of the Quran. The Quran of Al-Hudah and Furqan and reminds us that in the, 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 that one necessary disciplinary method to obtain understanding of al-huda wal-furqan is of sawm fasting right away allah reminds us in the same segment in surah al-baqarah وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ and remember remember that you do not embark on this mission of self-discipline and perseverance and hard work alone I am with you Allah in Allah's own glory is with you, near to you. If you are truly sincere in praying for Allah's help and assistance, Allah surely answers you. بسم الله rahman الرحيم rahim لله رب العالمين والسلام على محمد النبي الأمين وعلى آله وأصحابه In the works of our scholars, a fasting, is a school, an entire school of tazakki. Li Nafsi, That it is a school of cleansing and purification. It is as if a month dedicated by Allah so that you can. See Struggle with and discipline and learn to control al-hayawan the, al the, the part of you that is animalistic and non-spiritual and non-intellectual. And it starts teaching you within the act of fasting that you are much more than a consuming animal. In fact, the main difference between Islamic philosophy and non-Muslim philosophy, or secular philosophy, secular philosophy believes that human beings are ultimately consuming animals with rational faculties. In Islam, we don't believe that human beings are consuming animals. Human beings are dignified beings. They are celestial beings. They are supernal beings who have a covenant with the Lord and have a mission. Psalm is a methodology of discipline, a methodology for purification, a methodology in which you remember that Wherever you go and whatever you do with your family or sitting alone with your computer or behind a locked door at your work or in any special or temporal context, Allah is always with you, watching you, accompanying you. And if you discipline yourself enough to turn the gaze from a a life without direction and a life without morality or ethics to a life that adopts the Quran as the book of moral direction and ethics, then you begin to be on the path to fulfill your covenant with the Lord. And it is truly and surely a weighty covenant and a most holy covenant. I'll end with this. And Imam al-Ghazali said in Ihya Ulum al-Din that fasting is the one ibadah that trains human beings to learn al-takhalluq bi khulq min akhlaqillah wa hiya samadiyya it teaches you to practice one of the attributes of Allah that we often repeat even every time we say qul Allahu ahad A samadiyya is stable anchored allah Allahu samad is stable anchored independent powerful, reliable. Some teaches you, trains you to be such a human being on our human scale. To be a human that can defer utility and consumption, can postpone it, can control it, can master the self, and in doing so You become a stronger human being, a more reliable human being, a a more ethical human being, and a more deliberate and rational human being. A psalm, fasting is a philosophy and a school and a way of life. And Muslims, brothers and sisters, remember that psalm was decreed from the time of the Prophet, Ibrahim to all the prophets, including Jesus, Moses, and Jesus, but those before us changed the laws to give themselves licenses and liberties. Those before us diluted their fasting, either reduced the numbers of days to fast, or allowed themselves to consume certain things that were prohibited in the original laws. Although the original laws can be easily found in texts, uh, quite easily if you do some research in in pre-modern or classical or medieval law, you find the, the, the original laws of fasting nearly identical to ours, some, but your strengths as Muslims is adopting and embracing the school of fasting as a school of a methodology and a path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma a'fu anna, waghfir lana, warhamna. Allahumma a'izz al-Islam, wansur al-Muslimina ya rabbal al-alameen. Allahumma ahdina min rashada. Allahumma la tusallit bi bizunubina man la ya wa la yarhamuna ya Allah. Allah, forgive us our sins. Amen. Allah, guide us to the truth of Islam. Amen. Allah, accept our fasting in your path and allow us to learn from the school of fasting so that we can become better Muslims, Ya Allah. Amen. And so that we can become better human beings, Ya Allah. And Allah, help guide Ummad Islam. And carry it through its times of tribulations and suffering, and bless our brothers and sisters around the world who suffer deprivation and need every moment of every day.